We hope you enjoy listening to this podcast of St. Louis on the Air, brought to you by University College at Washington University. With undergraduate and graduate programs, part-time, evening, and online. University College at Washington University, offering world-class education within reach. You're going to be hearing some very impressive musical performances in this segment as we preview the Cathedral Concert's first-ever Joyous Jubilee Concert Series. It will be performed by three African-American concert choirs performing sacred and contemporary gospel music at the Cathedral Basilica January 18th, 25th, and February 1st. Joining me in studio are Simeon Lane, the director of the North City Deanery Choir, Delo Thedford is director of the Gospel Symphonic Choir, and Scott Kennebec is executive and artistic director for Cathedral Concerts. Gentlemen, thanks so much for being with us. Great to see you. Good to see you, too. Good morning, Don. Scott, Scott, let me start with you. A joyous uh, Jubilee is an inaugural series. What took so long? Yes, to get exactly. You're right. It's going to be joyous indeed. <laughs> We're going to have a great time at the Cathedral. Um, I had booked the American Spiritual Ensemble, which is an internationally acclaimed group. Uh, their mission is to keep the American Negro spiritual alive and well. Uh, they're incredible singers. They're all opera singers from New York City that get together to do these spiritual concerts and um, I thought isn't there a way we can make this bigger than just a one concert event on February 1st Uh, so I reached out to a friend of mine Joyce Jones who uh, has sung with the uh, Gospel Symphonic Choir for a number of years and I I just talked to her I was like you think that there's other groups in St. Louis that would want to come and sing at the cathedral to make this a bigger thing, a, a joyous jubilee. And she said, of course. And so here we are. We're, and we're hoping to make this an annual an annual thing uh, and welcome other choirs to the cathedral to come and sing and, and share this joyous music with everyone in the community. Della, what does this concert mean to you and your organization at the cathedral? Well, it certainly is a wonderful experience, first of all, to sing in such a room like the cathedral Um, and for us to sing for such a wide range of an audience and to show the various genres of music that we sing in the sacred setting and particularly in the African-American setting. What do you mean by various genres within that setting? Well, we will sing what we call sacred music, but it will be spirituals, anthems, and contemporary gospel music. Okay, I've got it. Simeon, let me ask you the same question about you and your organization uh, performing at the cathedral. Well, performing at the cathedral for us is kind of like We've been here before, but not in this kind of a setting. Uh-huh. With the Martin Luther King Masses, the choirs sung over several years at Basilica Cathedral. and But this particular choir is a completely different setting, and it's a completely different location of singing in the cathedral. So we're honored to be a part of this program, and the sound that bounces off the walls is incredible. So the choir is so inspired from rehearsing there. How large a choir is it? Our choir normally has about 65 Whoa. people, but for this performance, we're going to have about 35 people mm-hmm. because a lot of people, because of job restrictions and various other things, couldn't make a lot of the rehearsals for this event. And Della, how large an organization is yours? It's a choir of 75 singers. That's a pretty 
big group, isn't it? Yeah, relatively and large. As choirs go, Scott, uh, is that about right? Well, that is, that is a large, large choir, and we're excited to have them both come, the North City Deanery Choir. Um, I think Simeon can talk about this a little bit, but they've only been this iteration of the choir, if you want to say that, has only been around for about a year. Um, so we're excited to have them come and sing. There's been other uh, gatherings of this choir, but uh, this particular choir has been around for, for just a year. The Gospel Symphonic Choir has been around for 25 years, so we're excited to have them come and sing in the cathedral. The American Spiritual Ensemble is probably is about 25 singers um, uh, that, that will come and do these these spirituals, but they're made up of singers that are based out of New York City. They're all opera singers. Uh, they've sung at the Met, other major concert halls and opera uh, houses around the world. We're going to be hearing from that uh, group uh, a little bit later in our broadcast here, but all groups will be performing in that final concert with that organization. Well, we're still kind of working that out. That was our original plan. I'm not sure if that's going to come to fruition or not, but the members will certainly be at that concert, uh, our grand finale with the American Spiritual Ensemble. Tell me something, Dello, about working with a large group of people and and putting together these musical uh, presentations that you have. How often are you able to get together and rehearse and that sort of thing? Well, we sing seasonal, and that is like from September to June. Um, The singers are from various churches, various denominations, and um, so we try and rehearse at least twice a month. They are involved in their other choirs and their churches, and uh, so, so it's not so restrictive. Like the symphony chorus, you have to rehearse every week. Mm-hmm. Well, not so with a group such as mine. Well, what kinds of backgrounds do your singers have? They are just ordinary singers, just ordinary people, not necessarily professional singers, but they are singers that, are, that have enjoyed singing in their churches. And they come together, and I try and refine their sound so they sound somewhat professional. (laughs) Simeon, how about your group? Our group is composed of a lot of people who are from Catholic churches and close friends who are not Catholic at all. So we're kind of an ecumenical type choir. Um, We have some people who are professional singers and school teachers and some people who sing it in unison and ambassadors of harmony. So various groups that are in the St. Louis area or some of those people are in part of our choir. There is something about uh, spiritual music and gospel music that is just so very, very different. It is so uplifting in, in almost every case. I can't think of any uh, situations in which it's, it's not. It must be a pleasure to work in that kind of environment as you do with, uh, with your group. It is, and uh, we have one composer, my assistant director, Danny Domain, who is a composer-songwriter, and we He's going to feature a couple of his compositions. So for our choir, we've been rehearsing every week for four months to prepare for this wow. event. And we're doing a different repertoire than we normally would do for like the North City Deanery revival we did last year. Um, rather, we're trying to showcase contemporary gospel at its best from some periods of time people have never heard music from. Oh, such as? This would be Donnie Hathaway, uh, Richard Smallwood, late 1970s. And uh, there's a group called Hot Tea, which is Tawatha A.G., Alette Ricks, and Angela Wimbush. There are three composers that sang in a group called Genesis One. They were featured here in St. Louis at the J.C. Penney Auditorium. 
And a large part of the repertoire is part of our repertoire for Friday. Mm-hmm. You want to add to that for, with regard, uh, from your perspective there, Dell? Well, we'll be singing, <laughs> not to be braggadocious, but a lot of my compositions and how the um, symphonic choir came into being was that uh, I decided to record my compositions and I'm a school teacher, a high school uh, vocal music teacher and have been a music teacher for 46 years. And in those years, I've taken young people that have been in my choirs and we've put it together to make the symphonic choir to record that music. So on that evening, we will sing a lot of music. But however, I have an assistant choral director for that group. Her name is Anita Watkins-Stevens, who is a phenomenal writer. We'll be singing many of her works as well. You mentioned young people. Are young people today uh, interested in this kind of music? Yes, indeed. They are very interested in this music, this style of music. Does that mean you find it the same thing? I find that uh, when we do some particular spiritual songs, to my surprise, a lot of the young people appreciate that more than when I try and push them to do rap. Really? Because we do gospel rap, we do everything. As a repertoire, we do a fusion of classical, Negro spiritual, and jazz. Gospel rap. Now that's oh, a new yeah. one on me. Uh, <laughs> Can you, can you give me a little bit more detail on <laughs> what that might sound like? <laughs> it might sound like uh, one particular song was by Israel Hooten that we've done, where there's this little rap interjection out of nowhere in the middle of a song, and it just fits because it speaks powerfully about God, and it drives the whole subject of Christ in your life home. So we find kids, oddly enough, this is something I thought they'd be inspired with, but... They're not so hot about doing all that kind of stuff. The adults are. We baby boomers love hearing it. But kids don't like that so much as much as the deeper spiritual songs. They gravitate to that, which is awesome, mm-hmm. because that means they have some spiritual part of their life that we're connecting with. Right. Della, are you into the gospel rap scene at all? <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm not really <laughs> into the gospel. However, uh, it certainly has its place. There is a very, very particular, uh, a popular gospel rap number, and it's entitled Pass Me, um, Do Not Pass Me By, uh, where they're in the middle of the song, it goes into a powerful rap um, section, and it's very, very popular. One of the things we have planned with the American Spiritual Ensemble is for them to go and do a master class workshop slash performance with the students at Jennings High School, uh, where Dello is is the uh, the, the choir mm-hmm. teacher there. So hopefully, you know, we'll we'll instill this spirit into these kids. I want to listen to a little music in a moment, but uh, Scott, I'll, I'll ask you. Uh, much of and uh, Simeon has alluded to this. The reference to Martin Luther King. All of this is associated with the Martin Luther King Day, which is forthcoming. Correct. Right. It was. It was mm-hmm. the idea to kind of bridge uh, Martin Luther King Day in January with the start of Black History Month on February first. So the concerts uh, are January eighteenth, uh, 
Then we have a mass at the Cathedral Mass for Social Justice in honor of uh, Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, that's on uh, Sunday the 20th. Then the Gospel Symphonic Choir is on the 25th. And the American Spiritual Ensemble is on February 1st. Two of the concerts are free. Don't even need tickets. Just come to the cathedral on this Friday the 18th and Friday the 25th. And then February 1st is a ticketed event that they can find out information on our website. All right. Well, let's listen to a little music now. And Dello, I'll turn to you first because the first one we're going to hear is Shout for Joy. That's your group. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, Shout for Joy um, pretty much it, it, it speaks for itself. I wrote the piece because um, it was the celebration piece for a new pastor at a church. And uh, so when I wrote the piece, I dedicated it to both the pastor and the music director. Um, Shout for joy, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with song. Know that the Lord is God. So kind of... Yes. Yeah. Well, let's give a listen to Shout for Joy. That is Shout for Joy, the Gospel Symphonic Choir. And uh, Delo Thedford, that is your work. Yes. You write a lot of your material, as you say. Syria, I'm going to come back to you because it seems to me that there is just a tremendously rich trove of music out there for people like you to choose from and uh, select to perform. Oh, yeah. That, that's very true. Yeah. Very true. Well, how do you go about that selection process if you have so many choices? You know, what's funny is I will listen to the latest release by a particular artist like Israel Hooten in particular or a group like Hillsong, and I will look for an obscure piece that just appeals to me. Oddly enough, because I get it before it's released, I wind up teaching it to choirs, and then later it becomes popular. So we're always on the cutting edge of what's about to be released in most places where I'm playing. Yeah. How do these choirs and these performers, these singers, um, bring so much of an uplifting tone to all of this music? Because much of this music comes from a place that is hardly uplifting, if we look at it historically. You're so right. Um, I guess it's the one thing that throughout time, especially with the African-American community, is you turn to God and your inspiration comes from that. So sometimes when we're singing the words to the song, uh, we'll take, for example, the words to the song, Lord, I thank you for these blessings mm -hmm. you've given me right now. Um, 
when singing that, they find a spot in their heart where it's the deepest moment in their life, and they begin to proclaim to God how they are grateful for the blessings they receive mm-hmm. right now. And the whole song takes on a whole different meaning. People hear it, and they're just kind of like, oh, my God. So that's, it's from the soul. It's from the heart. Dell, do you want to add? Go ahead. And you're not just, with that particular song, you're no longer just singing notes. Right. But you, those notes literally become alive. And that's the difference in um, singing that gospel music. It's just not notes, but it's very much a part of them. You hear a different sound in African-American churches on Sunday than you hear from other churches. There's no question about it. Everyone really, really gets into it. Yes, they yeah. do. I, I want to play one now. Anything you want to add to that, uh, Scott? I, I would just add that even in my own singing at the cathedral, it comes from a position, whatever your current situation is now, is there's hope. There's hope in God. There's hope in Jesus. And we express that through this music. Yeah. You know. Well, I want to play something now that is going to just knock everybody's socks off because it just, it's just, <laughs> we have to listen to the whole thing. That's the Battle of Jericho. And this is by the uh, uh, American Spiritual Ensemble, which is your final performance uh, for this series, right? That's right. That's right. They're going to blow the roof off the place. <laughs> well, listen, they're going to blow the roof off right now. Let's listen. <laughs>
is the Battle of Jericho by the American Spiritual Ensemble. Wow. I defy yeah. anybody to just sit there and listen. We were moving without, around here. Without yeah. moving around. And, Simeon, I noticed your eyes were closed. You were very contemplative listening to that. I was. Um, it's because there's almost like three Leontine prices in there oh, yeah. in the background. So I was like, oh, my God. So I had to just stop and absorb the quality. They're awesome. They're absolutely awesome. Yeah. We've got just about a minute left. Very quickly, I will ask you, Simeon, you're first up on the uh, 18th, right? That's this correct. Concert. Give us very briefly, if you would, some idea of what you're going to be doing. We're going to open with the song, I Have a Dream, which is fitting for Martin Luther King. From and South it, Pacific? No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> the Martin Luther King celebration. Yeah. Um, the song, I Have a Dream, was actually originally written by my uncle in 1969, oh, okay. and uh, he and Willie Harris. So mm -hmm. I did a choral arrangement of it that we're going to present. Right. And Dello, same thing for you. What can we look forward to you in the, the following week? Well, um, we will do some hymn arrangements. We will do spirituals such as the Battle of Jericho and uh, gospel music. Imagine that, gospel music during the <laughs> Joyce Jubilee. Okay, final thoughts, Scott, very quickly, if you have a thought. Well, I, we just want to invite everyone to come down. That's why two of these concerts are free and open to the public, and uh, we're offering deep discounts on uh, the, the tickets for the American Spiritual Ensemble, so we hope that everyone can come and experience this joyful, joyful music in the cathedral. Scott Kennebec, thank you for being with us, and uh, Delo Thedford, thank you, and Simeon Lane, thank you. It's been thank great you. talking to you. Uh, those three concerts will be uh, on our website, and they start on Friday or uh, Saturday night. What, Friday night. Friday night, the 18th. Thank you, gentlemen. i got to rush here. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.